There is a battle for free speech because it holds the power to disrupt a narrative and change the world. And that is exactly what we see in the book of Acts. And this whole event that we're going to read about takes place in chapter 4. And this is one of my favorite events to read about uh, in the book of Acts. And I, uh, if you have your, anybody paper Bible saved, like you got your Bibles with you, go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 4. I don't think this one's in... Uh, don't think this one's in the Bible app, but you can go on the Bible app and go to Acts chapter 4. We're starting in verse 29. Verse 29 says this, Peter, Peter is praying, okay, he's praying, he's talking to God during this prayer right here. He says, now Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. I want everybody to read that. Can you guys see that back there? I want everybody to read this together. You ready? Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. I want to break this down a little bit. The first part says, let us consider their threats. What threats? I need to give you some context for this to really hit home because this applies to you and I today. It may be 2,000 years later, but we could say the same exact prayer today. Let us consider their threats, then give us the power to speak the truth boldly anyway. Getting ahead of myself. The story starts, right before Peter prays this, the story starts with truth in action, okay? Truth in action. It starts with a miracle. It starts with a man being healed. Peter and John see a man at the temple gate. They're going to the temple. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, this man is healed. This is where Peter says the famous words. He says, silver and gold, I, I don't have, but what I do have, I give to you. And he says with his words, he says, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And instantly the man was healed. Our words have power, my friends. But the Sadducees, the religious leaders didn't like how freely they spoke or their boldness in doing so. So what do they do? They arrest Peter and John and they put them in jail. Why? For speaking truth freely and boldly. There is nothing new under the sun. The next day, Peter and John are brought before the Sanhedrin and they're questioned. And scripture says that when their freedom was at stake, when the pressure was on, when they were being questioned and trying to be silenced, Scripture says it's at that point that Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and once again spoke boldly. I love it. He tells the religious leaders, he says, you guys crucified the Son of God and the only way to be saved is by freely confessing, speaking with words, the name of Jesus, the name above all names, our words have power. And here's the cool part, as if that wasn't cool enough. It says that Peter and John spoke the truth boldly. And because they were uneducated, men, because they were just common men, everyone in the room, the whole Sanhedrin, was astonished and recognized that they had been with Jesus. Why did they recognize that they had been with Jesus? Because they spoke the truth freely and with great boldness. This is good, guys. Let me ask you a question. Do people recognize that you have been with Jesus by the way you speak? 
our words have power. Then the religious leaders warned Peter and John not to speak anymore in the name of Jesus. They were trying to silence the truth and control the narrative. But then, because Peter was a wild man, Peter, Peter was wild. He, he's the guy that cut the dude's ear off. Peter was a wild man. What does he do? He stands up and he speaks boldly even so. And he essentially says, you guys can kick rocks. Then the leaders, the religious leaders, warned them and they threatened them. That's where in that original prayer we just read, Peter was saying, let us consider their threats against us. They threatened them not to speak the name of Jesus anymore. They threatened them, okay? What has just happened? What is this story saying? The authority, the governmental power, jailed Peter and John for words that they said. The same thing happened in colonial times. The British government was jailing people that wanted to speak freely. The religious leaders were doing the same thing. They threatened them and said there will be consequences if you continue to freely proclaim the word of God. They were trying to control the narrative. It happened 2,000 years ago. It happened 200 years ago. And it's happening today in 2023. Why do you think that the powerhouse social media platforms are overrun and saturated with woke ideology? Think it's a coincidence? They want to control the narrative and control what you think and subsequently what you say. They want to silence the word of God. Why does the world want to silence the word of God? Because the word of God, the Bible, is more than just a collection of books or words. The Word of God represents objective reality and truth. It represents morals and standards and decency and righteousness. It says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And freedom is the last thing that a socialist or communist or totalitarian government wants. Because if you're free to speak, then the truth is going to get spoken. You guys with me so far? You, you tracking along with this? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Just a little bit more. The story doesn't end there. After they returned, Peter and John, after they got back with their friends, back to their community, they all collectively began to pray. Okay? Look what happens in verse 31. This is good. I want this to happen to me. This, is, this gets me fired up. Look at this. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and did what? Continued to speak the word of God with great boldness. So, based on scripture, what is the answer to the attack on the freedom of speech? I said it earlier, it's blatantly obvious. The answer to the attack on the first amendment is to continue to speak freely with great boldness. Where in scripture does it say that uh, we're supposed to cower to the people trying to control us? Where does it say that we're supposed to sit down in silence? Scripture indicates the opposite. Stephen spoke the truth in front of the council boldly right up until they stoned him to death. And as they were, he said, oh my goodness, behold, I see the kingdom of heaven coming. Listen to me. There are people in this room right now that God has assigned to speak boldly. 
It is not just Kevin Jones. It is not just me. There are people in this room that God has assigned to speak and proclaim the word of God boldly, but you haven't stepped into it for whatever reason. Maybe it's fear, maybe it's insecurity, complacency, maybe even laziness. But hear me. I, Kevin Jones, am not the only person in this room that is called to preach the gospel. From the stage to social media and anywhere in between, there are mighty men and women of God right here, right now, that are called to be speaking openly and publicly and freely and boldly and proclaiming the good news of Jesus.